welcome to CGM Podcast, episode 104. I am hosting because Melanie is sadly out sick this week. But we are luckily joined by all the usual cast of characters, including Wayne Santos. That might not be a good thing. <laughs> but then neither of us were here actually last week. That's true. We were off doing like some top secret mission in the desert. So. Yeah, which we will be able to talk about next yeah. week, I think. That's classified. Yeah, until next CGM week. CGM Ground Zeroes. Yeah. yeah. That's how you can't spill Hanging that out. Hanging out on Groom yeah. Lake. So. Secret missions and all that. Spandex. Maybe we didn't wear well, spandex. maybe not that. Yeah. Combat fatigues? Yeah, maybe? let's go with that. Okay, I can yeah, do that. Okay. I can pull yeah. that off. Camel combat yeah, fatigues. Okay. That's, that's a little less embarrassing. And, be, and beside him, we have the illustrious Alex Leach. The illustrious Alex Leach with yeah. my illustrious beard. Yeah, it's, it's a pretty uh, fantastic beard there. Well, it's all right. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm a fan. Yeah. Yeah. I'm glad. Um, always a fan of... Uh, I'm always a fan of the awesome beards. Yeah. And we also are joined by the fantastic Phil Brown. Phil hey. M. Phil M. Phil M. New yes. Cinema Phil. Yes, Cinema Yay. He's so happy we're yeah. calling him by weird names. Happy. He's super enthusiastic about it. Yeah, he's super. Just, he's so, always so happy to be here. Enthusiastic. I can tell. Enthusiasm is truly manifest. Yeah. Nobody's yeah. jaded here at all. No. Yeah, yeah, you won't get that at this podcast. We are all like happy. A, yeah, one hundred percent sincere enthusiasm. It's like yeah, in no way ironic or denigrating. Nope. So. Almost euphoric. Yeah. Uh, if only. Uh, okay. Shall we start with some news as we tend to do? Sure. Okay. Phil has some news he wants to talk about. Oh, you want me to go first? Yeah, why not? Just okay. because arbitrarily deciding things. Okay, I always have the most news. Well, I just, yeah, we normally do the movie, comic, booky stuff. Second. Yeah, I'm, I'm mixing That's it up fine. today because I'm not Mel's not here to stop me. I can roll with the punches. Yeah. That's no big deal. All right, so the uh, first one is that uh, they have confirmed photographic evidence that uh, Star Wars Episode Seven has started shooting in the Abu Dhabi desert. What is this photographic evidence? What do we got? Uh, basically just a bunch of guys in trucks. <laughs> oh, that's it? Yeah, okay. I know, I know, no, no, I know. Nothing is revealing is somebody wandering around in costume before no, shooting. No, but that's okay. what's so interesting about it is they've started shooting it without a, fully announcing the cast or anything. They've managed to keep things pretty, pretty under lock and key, which I'm impressed by. That's okay. kind of weird, actually. And uh, a funny little news thing related to that where... Um, I think it was last week, maybe the week before, they announced that uh, Peter Matthews was going to return as Chewbacca. Oh, I do remember reading about that. But what I but what I, what was what I found funnier was the reason that the news got out that I found out this week is because uh, he canceled a uh, comic con like a comic book convention <laughs> appearance because he had to go film, and oh, so it didn't take okay. long for him to be like, okay, well. He doesn't do anything else. The only thing he could do is Chewbacca. They're not going to get him to play anything else. So that's how the cat was let out of the bag on that, which I thought was pretty funny. So, yeah, that's happening. Um, I'm assuming probably when Comic-Con happens, there will be all sorts of discussion of, of who's in it, what's happening. Maybe maybe, a, maybe even some footage. A sizzle reel? Shooting. Yeah, yeah wouldn't, so. wouldn't surprise me. That's, um, so. Well, I don't think we're going to see much. Maybe like a tra- uh, like a CGI thing. Yeah, or yeah. just a shot of Mark Hamill yeah. in yeah. the desert. Or they'll they'll just give us like the standard text crawl with yeah. the music yeah. playing because that would be the easiest thing sure. to do right now. And then a Star Destroyer yeah. or something. Yeah, and yeah. that will be the moment when they finally yeah. say lightsaber. By nice. the way, Mark Hamill and and uh, Harrison Ford and Carrie Fisher are in fact all in it. Have they not actually said that yet? Well, they did, and then everyone was like, no. No, and then like whenever any of those three actors are asked about it, they're like, "I do, I, 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 I don't know what I'm supposed to say." So like it is. So yes, yeah, but no, okay. they like there's been no. But I'm assuming yeah, Comic Con they're going to take by storm do a whole thing. One thing I've been really excited reading about as well is like, they have a huge model workshop working on doing models. Oh, seriously? Yeah, yeah, yeah. They've yeah. got old school this. Yeah, because they want to try. I mean, not obviously there's going to be a lot of CGI just because that's how yeah. movies are done. Like, they'll even be just be composite on a computer. But yeah, yeah. they want to do a lot of old-fashioned that's awesome. model like effects. Like ships Star Trek. and environments and all that because, yeah, the, the models still do have this weird sort of difference. weight to them. Sure. That even, CG. Well, oh, yeah, yeah, definitely. Even like the models they did of the castles in the Lord of the Rings trilogy yeah. and stuff made yeah. such a huge difference. Well, it makes it look more tactile. Yeah. It looks less like a video game. Like, The Hobbit has, yeah. a, lot, has a problem with the fact that a lot of it is just CG. Yeah, yeah. And no, it all feels can, very... Yeah, the eye can pick up on it, even yeah. no matter how good it is. And I mean, it's like, yeah, if, if you want the camera lovingly tracking across the big spaceship with all yeah. the bits yeah. and pieces sticking out of it, the model is probably still yeah, the way exactly. to go. Absolutely. Yeah. And that's a good way to uh, yeah. evoke nostalgia and get even yeah. more hype for it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. They seem to be really pu- pushing on that and getting more hype for this kind of movie. Mm. And forget for sort of appealing to the people who are like, hey, we didn't like the prequel so much. We want sort of a back to basics old Star Wars. Totally. Yeah. yeah. So hopefully they actually pull it off. We'll see. But anyway, that's an 
officially starting shooting, so start getting excited or start dreading it, depending on uh, or do you feeling like towards it. I um, will I will dread somewhat. Fair yeah. enough. I I'll, just I'll dread a little bit. I mean, the problem was the original, t- the like the prequels just felt really flat. Yeah, they were horrible. They didn't have any soul in them. Mm-hmm. They so felt I, like they were made because they had to be made. Well, that's what these ones feel like too. <laughs> until I see them, that's what it fe- sounds like is going on. Is they know they have to make these movies because. They bought the license. Might as well do something with it. Natalie Portman saying, you're breaking my heart. Mm. It's like, you know, it's like, yeah, yeah, her heart was not the only one that was breaking when yes, she so. uttered those famous lines. Uh, yeah, before Wayne saw those movies, Wayne was a happy person. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they, they destroyed yeah. Wayne. Star Wars broke me. Yeah. yeah, the new yeah. Ones, yeah. Just... I know. I, there are so many reasons to be trepidation about it. I guess it's just entirely because George Lucas is not involved in J.J. Abrams. Is. Yeah. That I have hold out some hopes, but because, like, did Star Wars it'll be fun. Great. Well, yeah, Star, well, sorry, also, Star Trek. I, I could not have been less interested in those Star Trek reboots. Yeah, and then they he were... did an extraordinary job with them. And and yeah. and more importantly, he the all the changes he made that people responded to made them more like Star Wars movies and less like Star like Trek lens movies. flares. Yeah, yeah. So it felt like a like it almost felt like an audition piece. For Star yeah, fair Wars. enough. So you know, I want I would love to be excited about a Star Wars movie. I've already like. I've resigned to the fact they're not going to be as good as the original. No, no point in even hoping for that. As long as they're not embarrassing, and I enjoy yeah. watching. As long as they're might. not bad as yeah. the prequels. That's, that's all I want. The bar's really low. That's yeah. all I want, exactly. So, we'll see. I don't know. We'll see. Um, the other thing uh, you guys just watched, uh, I watched yesterday, was the new Days of Future Past trailer. Yeah, we just watched that a second ago. I was yeah. extraordinarily excited about. Well, well, I thought it was actually pretty interesting. They've got Sentinels. Great. Sentinels yeah, are in there. You see the Sentinels. And they so. don't look bad. They no, actually no, look not. pretty good. The, the Sentinels actually show some of their comic book roots. I mean, you can, sure. you can actually see a little bit of the original design elements yeah. from the yeah, 80s mm-hmm. Sentinels. Yeah, definitely, without being from the one to one. Yeah. For sure. No, I'm, I'm very... The more I see of it, the more I'm excited about it. I'm excited about it. And particularly what I like looking at is it, it looks like the first time they'll actually have the budget and to actually do an X-Men story on the sort of operatic scale. The, you know, the comic classic. books regularly yes. you know, you know, like take on. So. Exactly, exactly. Because I love me some X-Men 2 and X-Men First yeah. Class, but ultimately they just didn't have... Well, what's most interesting to me about this movie is the fact that they've acknowledged the winds of change and mm. it's like, you know, the young Xavier, young Magneto characters are just more interesting mm-hmm. than the contemporary ones. So they were mm-hmm. like, let's make this a time travel movie so that we can yeah. still stick with those characters that everybody seems to like more. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it's also just yeah. amazing that they actually were in a position to have the two different casts. Yeah. Like, they didn't plan for it, but yeah. it's so cool. To but it, it is crazy that they're actually... with yeah. two timelines and actually have yeah. two sets of casts. Because, all right, wow. you know, it's like, show us the future stuff, all right, you know, Storm will throw some lightning around, all but, right. like, you know, yeah, yeah, get get back to, uh, like, you know, yeah, the 70s or 80s or whatever. Yeah, yeah definitely. No, I, I'm all around quite excited about it. I think it could be... I think it'll be the closest thing to an X-Men comic that we've gotten on screen so mm-hmm. far. Whether or not that works, I mean... Like yeah. does look I guess it also so depends we, on like but, which uh, X Men you know yeah. era you're talking about, since yeah. there have been so many, and the, of course. the vibes are very well, I, very different. Oh yeah, from well, I'm referring to the, the classic sort of Claremont, yeah. the Claremont yeah. John yeah, Byrne era, era, era which, yeah. and then the cartoon, which was obviously heavily influenced yeah. by that. Um, yeah, that's what I always think of Grand Wars, mm-hmm. which yeah, they did a little bit in Last Stand, but Last Stand was horrible, so mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't think it qualifies. Well, yeah, I mean, what, what they what they did with Phoenix made me cry. That was just like, no, that was not what good. Are you well, that, doing? Was, that was the worst thing with that, with that movie was that they it like the core of it was strong to be yeah. able to do the Cure and the Phoenix simultaneously. Yeah. Brilliant. They shouldn't have done them simultaneously. They, they, they screwed it up. Like no, that. they they should not have done them simultaneously. It's yeah. like you know, don't mix the Cure quote unquote cure for you know the mutant gene with yeah. the Phoenix storyline. It's like you no know, too much at They should have stood on their own. Yeah. It was just I don't know. I think it would have been a great climax. It's just poor, so poorly written. I just yeah. thought so cutting Cyclops cutting Cyclops out right away was a really bad decision in that mm-hmm. movie. That was that was weird. Weird. And then, I mean it's like you know just what they decided to do with Phoenix compared to like what Phoenix was in the comics mm-hmm. was just like this scale is just completely ridiculous. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You yeah. Know, in the comics she was more powerful than Galactus. She was consuming suns. Mm-hmm. Galactus only eats planets. This chick is eating suns and mm-hmm. then it's like the entire universe is like we've got to destroy her and the there's Wolverine the X-Men can survive her. That's yeah. that's well mm-hmm. yeah. And then there's the X-Men going it's like no, you know it's like you know she's she's one of us. You can't have her rest of the universe even though we understand your point because she just killed off a solar system with like you know 30 billion people in it yeah. and didn't even bat an eyelash whereas this one it's like 
I'm running around in red clothes and like you know just beating up a bunch of army guys in the forest and I'm yeah. totally badass. It's like what? <laughs> no, really? This is this is what Phoenix has been reduced to. So yeah, that I was know. that was pretty upsetting to me. It was pathetic. Yeah, but yeah. It was just not well handled. Yeah. You know, for something that has a lot of potential. Yeah, but there. But this one, yeah, I feel I have a good feeling about this and. and Overall. Well, it's like, you know, overall, time travel is usually dumb, except in comic oh, yeah. books, where yeah. I will just, like, I will completely accept this now. Cause or it's Looper. Of course. So this yeah, is fun. yeah. Well, and there's Back no... to the Future. And Back to the Future. But, uh, the, and Terminator. But there are three... Um, <laughs> but, yeah, this could be the third good X-Men movie. I I'm, I'm, would be content with that. Yeah, okay. yeah. yeah. That, bring, that brings batting average up to 50%. Yeah. And then afterwards, maybe Brian Singer can go on to Battlestar Galactica. Maybe. But that's a pretty long shot. Yeah. I mean, I know he was messing around with that at one point, and then... No, they're moving walk forward away. out of Battlestar Galactica. Yeah, exactly. but like Glenn Larson is working on that. Yeah. Isn't it? Uh, you guys already covered that news earlier? No. No, no, no. you really didn't? I don't like Battlestar Galactica What anymore. is wrong with you? It's stupid. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> so I, so I we all. Yeah. <laughs> Do you want to mention what the news is, Wayne? Just okay, so, so the news is, is that, you know, it's like, yes, all right, this, actually, I'm looking for... I'm not looking forward to this. Mm. There, there, there is some legitimate dread on my part. Mm-hmm. Is that a Battlestar Galactica movie is being made, mm. and Glenn Larson, the producer of the original '70s television series, mm. is like executive producing mm. on this sure. film. Why not? And they claim that it's going to be a reimagining again. Again, mm. yeah. Oh. So again, sure. Why not? So for whatever reason, it's like a lot of people are looking at that and thinking that this means that they're going to be like you know basing it off of the recent television series. And I'm like, if Glenn Larson is on this, I don't see why you guys don't understand that this is just going back to, like, yeah, the 70s disco version. Yeah. Where, you know, it's like, humanity has been destroyed, and we are on the run from the Cylon, so let's hang out at the disco planet and just dance for a while. Yeah. Which is what the pilot episode was, and it's completely ridiculous when you go back and watch it again. Yeah. But, yeah, um, Disco Galactica, it's happening. Yeah. With... Glenn Larson once again at the helm. Something to be excited about. Electric Boogaloo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Something to be excited about. Okay. And uh, another weird bit of news this week was that um, because uh, people have started seeing Amazing Spider-Man 2 at previews and in Europe, um, it's been noticed that for some reason there's a tag scene for uh, Days of Future Past on the end of the new Spider-Man movie. Is it just a trailer? Or? Uh, no. Apparently it's like a sequence of Mystique beating up some dudes. Just for some reason. Uh, well, I think it's just a scene from the movie. Uh, um, and that's weird. when it, people initially saw it, everyone got excited, thinking, oh, maybe Sony and Fox have signed a deal, and Spider Man will be able to cross over with the uh, Fox uh, Marvel movies, which would expand their universe and have potential, but apparently that has absolutely nothing to do with it. The truth of the matter is that Mark Webb, who is directing and ruining the Spider Man movies, uh, had a pre existing deal with 20th Century Fox before he went to Sony to make the Spider Man movies. And so he obviously hasn't made a movie for them because he's been making Spider-Man, so they cut a deal saying that uh, Sony would agree to advertise uh, Days of Future Past for free. <laughs> so wow. it's just sort of a weird thing that's happening and not something to be excited about. But uh, now you know not to stay to the end of Spider-Man okay. 3. Basic Spider-Man 2, rather. It's kind of gross. Anyway, whatever. I mean, everybody just wants to see Spider-Man and Daredevil mix it up anyway. Yeah, Yeah. pretty much. Well, it's never going to happen. Spider-Man versus Daredevil could work. It would be great, but... But Hey, Spider-Man and the Punisher again, since the Punisher first appeared in the pages of Spider-Man. Well, I'm just hoping that one day Sony just lets Marvel... No, that's never happening. Well, but maybe they could just like Marvel could do it and Sony could release it. No, it might happen. Or... No, they want their money. It's yeah. it's possible that it might happen if Sony is in like just such catastrophically dire financial straits mm-hmm. that they would be willing to sell Spider-Man back to Marvel and also for or, like a ton of cash or well but, back to Disney really. Or but if their Spider-Man uh, movies start bailing, which is yeah. not impossible. Yeah. But here's the thing: Sony's film division is the one part of Sony that makes a lot of money. Mm. Like their uh, TV division might be failing, their games division doing okay, but their TV, their film division, it does really well. They did Breaking Bad. Let's yeah. be clear here. Okay, I think they should just split the budget, split the profits, and make it part of the Marvel. The thing is, Sony's greedy mm. and Disney. full of crazy people, yeah. and Disney's controlling yeah. and full of crazy people, yeah. and crazy people that do not mesh like that will never work together. No, I agree, but. Too much uh, artistic, artistic or commercial vision just smashing into each other. It's the commercial vision. Yeah. Commercial vision, yeah. yeah. Pretty much like how they ruined Green Lantern. Oh my god, that could have been so good. And the thing is, killed the beginning wasn't horrible. Make a good Green Lantern no, movie. I think it's could. too complex. No, no, no. Green Lantern you could do can it. work. But complex. here's the thing: the beginning of the movie, I didn't hate. 
Mm. It just went downhill so it, fast. It became goofy once he became Green Lantern. Yeah. And it's like, but the actual like beginning part of the movie, it captured the con- the concept of the the story yeah. pretty and well. And then he just started like Hot Wheels. Really, yeah. this is this is the extent of your imagination yeah. is that you're going to be creating like giant Hot Wheels tracks. Green Lantern yeah. always is just doing big fly swatters mm. and stuff. It's not like he's creating green it's armies. Like, you leave Hal Jordan alone. It's like that guy is a dude. I know. I, I watch John Stewart. Oh, right. He's better. I don't care for Green Lantern. Um, but, but but anyway, I mean, hey, they're going to show up in Batman vs. Superman with everyone else. Oh, yeah, that's true. <laughs> yeah. We'll just see how that goes. Um, and then mm. also, apparently, uh, Channing Tatum has been meeting uh, with Fox to discuss playing Gambit in a future X-Men movie. Yeah. Um, which is you think odd, he could do it? Because he doesn't How's look his like Cajun Gambit. Accent? That's the question. Yeah. Um, well, no, they can, make it, they can make him look like Gambit. I mean, it's like. Well, you know, yeah, that's the thing. All Gambit really yeah, is. Put him is, in a trench coat. Yeah. Stick him in some silly armor. Give him his staff. Exactly. You've got Gambit. He's just a hair- some playing cards. Yeah, look, for sure. Exactly. He's just a haircut in a trench coat. And he looks like an ex com soldier. Yeah. yeah, and I'm sure Channing can pull that up. And he's, yeah. a fun, he's a fun actor. You want uh, your Gambit to be wise cracking and charming, which. Mm-hmm. Pretty well, Channing Tatum can do. That's all he can so, do. So, yeah. uh, that's, yeah. yeah. But with a Cajun accent. But with a Cajun accent. That's the important part, that's part that's is that he's, he's uh, got to be Cajun. You so. know what? He, I, I just, I'm weird fact, I don't know why I know this, but he's from New Orleans. Is he? Really? Yeah. Well, then so he, he should be fine. So guaranteed. He but if you can actually yeah. do the Cajun guaranteed. accent. I've never heard him oh do the accent. Oh, my God. But I know wow. he's from New Orleans, owns bars there and stuff. Right. So, yeah. Well, that's promising. before now. Yeah. It's promising. Well, there you go. So that's that. Having not seen him in anything, I can't say anything about it. Yeah, and it would be difficult to say. I guess it would be. Like you the, didn't see him in Twenty One Jump Street. I didn't watch Twenty One. He Jump was Street. brilliant in. Hey, we have Alex doesn't watch movies. Yeah, he was I don't so watch good. anything. He was so good in Twenty One Jump Street. Was, we, we've fantastic. established this in the podcast. I don't watch anything. He was fantastic. So yeah. And you've seen Game of Thrones. I have. So you do watch something. Yeah. Okay. Eventually, I do it to surprise you. Okay. okay. As long as it involves wizards. But you still haven't seen Attack on Titan. Not yet. Oh man. Uh, I watched a clip of part of it for some reason, and I'm like, yeah, I'm gonna watch this. Have you seen Kill Like Kill yet? trying to okay you need to watch Kevin. no i do yeah. i really do all right and one final movie thing and then i'll stop talking about movies is that the friday the 13th reboot that we discussed a while ago is going forward and they've hired a director and it's david buckner who made uh he's only really done parts of anthologies before he was one was the the signal um really really great apocalyptic uh, horror movie done as a triptych and the other was vhs and he did the best part of vhs the one with the uh vampire prostitute. Yeah, I liked that one. Yeah, which was great. Yeah. Which was great. So, um, yeah, I think he's an interesting direction. Weirdly, uh, though, for a Friday the 13th movie, he seems like a very serious filmmaker. Yeah. And I like my Friday the 13th's goofy. But uh, who knows? Maybe that's what Friday the 13th needs, though. It's to be dramatic? Yeah. Make Jason serious? Yeah. No. Well, Jason's kind of been serious. Like, first three like, were serious. Know, Jason Goes to Hell was serious, too. No, Jason Goes to Hell is a joke. Well, I think no. it's supposed to be serious. I just, no, that one's, yeah. tongue, that one's the most tongue-in-cheek. Well, yeah. no, no, no. Jason Lives. Yeah, that's pretty bad. Yeah. But, what if uh, Jason Goes to Manhattan? I love Jason Lives. Jason yeah. Goes to Manhattan is still one of the yeah. most Maybe disappointing movie experiences of my entire life. <laughs> Maybe they just need to... It should have been Jason is on a boat and then surprise you with Manhattan at the end. <laughs> Because that's such a bummer. You picture and you're like, oh, yeah, he'll be in Times Square. And yeah, he will be. But that will be it. That will be his entire New York experience. will be one shot in Times Square. <sighs> I hate that fucking movie so <laughs> Really, really do. Uh, maybe they just need to give it, like, the Batman Begins treatment. Yeah, who knows where they'll go with it. Or maybe it'll show a training montage of yeah. Jason getting big. Yeah, exactly. And he'll, he'll be, like, punching... Like mannequins of kids that beat him up when yeah, he, exactly. And then he'll be like, "Oh my, I'm doing it for my mom." And then Qui-Gon Jinn just gets in there and it's like, "You must control your rage, right? <laughs> you must channel it into killing people yeah, with machetes." Exactly. Yeah. yeah. Well, who knows? Maybe it'll even be the mother again. I mean, it's difficult to say what they do with it, mm-hmm. but I don't know. He's this is at least an intelligent horror filmmaker, so hopefully he he obviously knows how to do a horror story. Hopefully he understands the appeal of Friday the Thirteenth better than the guy that did the last reboot. Which was good for 15 minutes. And yeah, then kind of fell apart. Sure. Yeah, I, th- I just think it's uh, it's too far past his expiry date. Really? Ah, uh, no, he's a horror icon. You can bring no, Jason back. He's a horror icon for the movies that have already been made. Just bringing it back, rebooting it is not probably. I see gone. where you're coming from, but none of the Friday the 13th movies are art. No. It's well, a very different situation. I mean, you can, the you first can, one you could consider is a good movie. No, not really. It, I mean, it's better than relative to the other Friday the Thirteenth movies, but they're but that's, all that's the thing that very was like stupid. Any any property, fun. any property can be rebooted. 
Yeah, it just has I to mean, be done like, properly. It's like they saved Batman. I mean, it's yeah, like, you know, Christopher totally. Nolan brought Batman back, yeah, but and at first everybody totally. was like, and the other thing this is, franchise is beyond recovery. But and the other like, thing no. is, there are no horror icons anymore. Yeah, just that's zombies. True. Make yeah. some new ones. Just zombies. There are no horror icons. Well, no, I agree. Of course it would be great to make new ones, but there's no reason you can bring back that. You can bring Frankenstein back. You can bring Dracula back. Why not bring Jason back? Yeah. Or Freddy Krueger. Yeah. You know, it's like, or, like, you know, just... Um, I just think every time something like that happens, you deny the chance to make something new and something great. Mm. Yeah, except that they keep not doing that in horror. Yeah. I mean, it's like, you know, they're making new horror movies, but for whatever reason, they don't really have, like, you know, that yeah. mascot character yeah. anymore. They don't it's do all just, like, the unknown... Well, actually, to be fair, I like the unknown. The yeah. unknown's a good villain. The other yeah. is, is a core part of the gothic. Yeah. It works great. Yeah, yeah. but it just... The, uh, yeah, it, well, I mean, a big part of it is just the studios aren't really doing it, and the studios are the ones who sort of franchise yeah. out, independent yeah. ones don't do that so much. I mean, the closest that we've gotten to that, I guess, is like Saw. Yeah, yeah. Jake that Saw guy, was yeah, good. Yeah, he, he was, was a good. recurring character. But he was the last one. Yeah. There's really been nothing since but then. But you, know so. yeah. you know what I want to see? I still want to tow through the Mountains of Madness. Yeah, I think that'd be amazing. No, I would love that yeah. too. The problem uh, is yeah, hundred million dollar R-rated horror movie. I, I well, they did that for Prometheus. Yeah, and that was terrible. And that also wasn't technically an alien sequel. Yeah. yeah. Also, with that, the Mountains of Madness, there's the whole thing is there's going to be no romantic art. There's going to be none of the standard uh, yeah. horror stuff because, well, in the story, not a lot happens. Mm-hmm. Well, and, I mean, it's all told through fly, like it's all reading things. It's all archaeology. It's also kind of the thing. It's also if you just saw the thing. Yeah, no, it really is. Totally thing, it, yeah. It's almost identical to. Well, the to be thing. fair, I think the thing is based on Mountains of Madness. No, it's based on a different short story. No, it's based but on it's officially story. based on Lovecraft. Yes. Yeah, yeah. Uh, John Carpenter made it. Oh, it was based on some short story called "Who Goes There." Yeah, or something yeah. Who Goes like There, that? and then also yeah. the thing from another, which was turned into yeah. the thing from yeah. another world. But that's basically just characters and setup. The yeah. monster is a Lovecraft. Monster, exactly. Yeah. Sure. No, it's a Shagoth. But yeah, no, I hope that happens too. A lot of that just comes down to. If Guillermo del Toro can get a couple hits under his belt, I'm sure so he can talk someone into it. I'd the act- fact that he couldn't get it made starring Tom Cruise. Yeah. I mean, that's... I mean, how else are you, I mean, putting it <laughs> That's pretty tough. Yeah, that's weird. Pretty tough. I mean, granted, I would prefer a non-Tom Cruise version of Mountain's uh, Madness. I would, too. For sure. Yeah. But, uh, yeah, I think give him time. Because, like, uh, you know, the Pacific Rim made a ton of money. Um, uh, he's working on a horror movie. Did it right actually now. make a ton of money? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, overseas. overseas. Yeah, okay. Overseas. It made more than enough overseas. And it's still a hit here, for sure. It's, it's still like, popular. Yeah. You know what I discovered? Need for Speed movie made $188 million. Yep. What? That makes me depressed. Oh, downer. Downer cars. podcast. People like cars. Yeah. And Aaron Paul. Yeah. And Aaron Paul. Yeah. He's quite popular. Mm-hmm. Should we talk about gaming stuff? Yes. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I'd like to. Uh, I'd like to personally talk about the uh, the World of Darkness game getting canceled. Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, uh, CCP announced. Uh, I think it was earlier this week that uh, they're done with uh, they're done with the World of Darkness MMO. Didn't they I mean, buy that? To be fair, it's not like we ever actually got to sit around and play it. I mean, it's no. just sort of been in development hell for the last. No, few it years. has been, but. I find it really sad because it essentially means that White Wolf died in vain. Yeah. They, it means they, they, that the pen and paper company that produced the World of Darkness role-playing games died. Like, the, the only people who are making World of Darkness games now are the Onyx Path, which are a bunch of the writers who got together and are doing yeah. Kickstarters to finish off the series and to do a lot of other White Wolf properties like Exalted. But the weird thing is, it mm-hmm. seems that they bought this uh, bought White Wolf for this property and then just didn't do anything with it. No, that's the only reason yeah. they bought it, and uh, that's why we didn't see any white, really white wolf books after they got it. It's been in development for like eight years. Yeah, is that I right? think seven. Seven or eight I think years? Seven years. Yeah, we've seen virtually nothing. I think there was on Reddit last week they were talking about how someone was in like friends and family beta, and it, it was like a political MMO where you like. No, we were talking about that in the office today. Oh, it's were like, you? Okay. It was actually it actually was uh, trying to capture the uh, vampire pyramid scheme of yeah. the elder system. Yeah. So you'd have like the high end older pla- yeah. the players who've been on longer as the elder vampires. Yeah. You'd have the younger ones yeah. working for them. And I thought it, it's a cool idea, and I like how they were actually attempting to use what they've done with Eve yeah. to apply that to vampires. It just the big issue is whether or not it'll work on that scale. Well, it's never going to because it's well, now dead. Yeah, we'll I, gonna, I guess, yeah. No, they, we're never going to know. And it, it also makes me sad because vampire's been proven, and I'm going to say it's vampire because 
let's face it, if it's a World of Darkness MMO, they got to do Vampire. Oh, well, yeah. the Werewolf one would be big too. Werewolf, they could do, but if it's Old World of Darkness, I would say it's going to be Vampire. Well, it's, it's, it's Werewolf the Apocalypse, right? Yeah, Werewolf the Apocalypse is Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles with werewolves. Yeah, that's basically what it is, and Captain Planet thrown in. Well, you know, Captain Planet needs to be there too. Mm-hmm. And uh, the problem is, is that's Vampire and Werewolf are. I guess I would say Vampire is the easiest one to do. Yeah. When you get into Mage or like the other games, the weird thing weird. is, I'm going to throw it out there. They, they licensed out, or White Wolf White licensed out those games for a lot of different PC games in the like late 90s, early 2000s. PC and console, yeah. Yeah. No. And they were actually good. Some were, yeah. well... Vampire the Masquerade was amazing. I, I know. Bloodlines was, was fantastic. Was I, like, I only just got to the point, in that game, I kind of got stuck at the point when you just become a vampire, and then it goes into the future. You're like, oh, now it's modern day. Okay. Uh... Which game was this again? No, you're thinking about another Redemption? Game. No, uh, Ma- Vampire the Masquerade. It starts in, you, It starts with you being a human. Mm-hmm. You go against vampires. You then, for some turn of events, I forget what it is, you become a vampire. Yeah. Okay. It, it then, I'm thinking of Bloodlines, I yeah. think. Oh, Maybe Bloodlines is newer. Yeah. Bloodlines that's, is the, that's set entirely in contemporary. That's no, the Troika one. Yeah. That's, uh, yeah. That was made by Troika Studios before they folded. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And despite being an unfinished and very buggy game, it was fantastic. It was amazing. It yeah. was an amazing game. So I still good. play it through every once in a while. I played it through multiple times. No, there was uh, there was uh, Vampire the Masquerade. I think it was... Redemption. Redemption. Was that it? Yeah. Vampire Redemption. Uh, that's actually a very interesting game. It's very arcadey, but it actually is a fun game to play, and it's, it captures the world of darkness very well. It's super weird. No, it is. And... Uh, I think it actually captures it very In well. In my head, it looks good. I'm sure if I went back to play it, it would look horrible. No, it does, but uh, the, oh, yeah. like the, it was never about the graphics. It was built on Quake Engine, wasn't it? I think so. Something and the, like the multiplayer yeah. was you basically act as the dungeon master and other people would go around worlds that you could control yeah. and drop them Which is an interesting Kind of the Neverwinter Nights yeah, thing. That is a, I think it was before Neverwinter Nights. Yeah, I believe it was. But uh, I heard it worked okay. It's just that you get players who are just like, we want all the, we want all the weapons now and we want to go yeah. kill stuff. yeah. This is stupid because you have a story. Yeah, it, it was weird. It was it was really behind, ahead of its time at the time. But you also had a lot of the Hunter games, which weren't actually that good from what I heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, you had a bunch of stuff. You had the Werewolf game never came out. Oh, yeah, that never did come out, did it? Oh, they no. had a beta that leaked at something. It was weird. Yeah, they had a... You, you can find the character create the character uh, select screen, and you can have find like all this other stuff online. They yeah. were advertising them in the books. They, they have all sorts of games for various properties in the world of darkness. It's just weird that CCP bought it, stopped all that, and then shut it down. It seems like that was a pointless purchase. Well, from what they announced, it wasn't living up to the standards they set for it. So they mm. were just like, "We're done with it. We can't make. We can't actually. Why not just license out the characters to other studios and do what they want with it? Well, th- that would be great. Like actually having uh, just have someone else make it because I think the idea of this MMO is actually a good idea oh you know honestly I'm okay with a single player game I like what they did with the, the world has a lot of like stories to tell oh yeah it uh, does and uh, I'd like to see another game set in that universe or set uh, I mean it's not as it's not as popular with people but the new world darkness actually has a lot of potential mm-hmm. the new because they re- they've released like reimaginings of the entire thing that they're really releasing yeah. I almost finished that now yeah and uh, it has a lot of potential as well and uh, one but thing I've always White Wolf still controls that right uh, they do, but uh, the, I think Onyx Path has a lot of the licenses, so they they actually publish all of the but stuff. I, they can publish the books. I don't think they can sell the licenses to the studios. Right? No, I don't think they I can. I think they still have to go to CCP to get the license. I would weird. have to look that up. But It uh, sounds super weird. One last thing I will say about that is that I still kind of want a a uh, Jade Empire-style RPG set in the Exalted universe. Uh, yeah, sure. I'll be okay that. I mean, the Exalted... I mean, the thing is, the Exalted mechanics are kind of messed up already, so you don't have to just copy them into a game, into the game anyway. Yeah. And it fits really with a sort of video game structure. Mm-hmm. And Exalted is just silly and over-top enough that it works in a video game. Yeah. I'm, like yeah. the crazy over, over-top gods walking among mortals. Sure. In a world that's essentially flat for reasons. Sure. Yeah, um, Exalted is weird, and I love it. Oh, yeah. Uh, any other news, Wayne? Yeah. Okay. Um, awesome. Okay, so this is uh, a bit more of, like, weird sad news. Oh, uh, more sad news. Yeah, Yay. so Martin O'Donnell, yeah. the uh, composer for Halo, yeah, yeah. No has more. just been unceremoniously cut from Bungie. That's weird. And Ooh. he even just left, like, you know, he, he made a statement on Twitter where he was just like, I've just been let go without cause. And that's all he had to say about it. And then eventually Bungie followed up with the usual, we wish Marty yeah. well in all of his future endeavors. And he was an important part of the, you know, Bungie, Bungie family, family, blah, yeah, blah, yeah. blah. But yeah, so, so it, is, it is all official. It's just like, you know, the guy that's, you know, responsible for all the Halo music and a good chunk of the music that we're going to hear in Destiny yeah, yeah. that comes out, 
is just not with Bungie anymore, and nobody's saying why. It's that just, sounds like drama. Yeah, that's just... So something is going on there. I don't know what. Probably nobody is ever going to find out what the true story is, but... And even if you don't like yeah. the Halo games, the music is great. Yeah. Like, the music is actually really... Uh, really captures sort of the feel of this... A bunch of guys on this alien thing blowing each other. Oh, yeah. I mean, it's like... Mm-hmm. You know, that. I mean, by this point, the score is iconic. I mean, it's like you, oh, you yeah. play it, and people just instantly know once that male choir just comes in. It's like, oh, that's the Halo theme. So, so I hope somebody snatches them up then, because... I, I keep thinking, it's like, why is it that, you know, 343 Industries simply hasn't just gone in there and said, like, you know, welcome home, Marty O'Donnell, because it's like, they're making Halo games now. Okay. I mean, the only thing that I can think of is that Marty O'Donnell himself would not go to 343 Industries because he's just sick and tired of doing Halo scores and wants to do something else. I can see that. That still doesn't explain why he's not with Bungie anymore because it's not like Destiny was Halo. That was a completely different thing. Yeah, it's weird. I don't know. uh... Yeah, so so yeah, there is obviously some big complicated story at work here, but we'll never know exactly what the details um, are. Not unless someone leaks it. Yeah. Like, not unless the tell-all book about Bungie, the inside Mm -hmm. story, comes out. I'm sure we're not going to find it out. Okay. And um, some other news. Phil might care about this. Hit me. There's a chance that you might care about this. Hit me. So it looks I'll like, be the judge um, of that. yeah, it it looks like Silent Hill Origins and <gasps> Silent Hill Shattered Memories <gasps> are both making the jump to the Vita. Yeah. So they're yeah they're, they're apparently it's going to be like a double bill thing. So it's like that's really cool. Actually. Yeah, you pay the price of one and you're getting both, and it's going to be on the Vita. They have not that's said cool. whether or not they're going to be doing the HD remaster thing of like you know, juicing up the graphics or not. They've just announced that, yes, this is coming, yeah. mm-hmm. and it's only coming to the Vita, but you'll be getting both. Which one's Origins? Is that the one? Origins is the, the PSP game. Yeah, I yeah. actually yeah, like that. That was, that was, PSP, that was the one where you basically yeah. help, like, you play parts that made one happened. Yeah. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. So that's, so they're, they're dredging it out again. I would hope that that gets the HD remaster treatment, because it's like PSP graphics are kind of painful to look at now. Yeah, they, they were bad back yeah. in the day. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah. I, mean, I feel like on the size of screen on the Vita, the Shattered Memories is probably like okay. The only problem with it is that there's a lot of motion controls. That's yeah. the thing that I'm wondering how. Um, they're going I mean, to they do had made a version for the PS2. The PS came out. The PS, they made a PSP one too. Well I played the PSP, did one? Do a PSP yeah. one. Okay, so it the, worked. Uh, yeah, did it? Okay, good. Because there were some things that I really because there was one bit when you like are in a car crash that goes under the water and you had to like turn the Wiimote to oh, okay. yeah, the water in the, actually, in the game you, you spin the um, yeah which the, I guess is fine yeah it's, it's all about the same yeah but uh, no that's great because as you know I adore Shattered Memories yeah, it's really a fantastic it's game. so much fun so the this, whole is, cycle, this is a chance cycle. to bring it to another audience which so is great that's good yeah it deserves it because that, that whole psychological yeah. uh, testing aspect because I, I haven't played it but you know now that you know I've got a Vita so yeah. I'm sort of it. looking at this and it's like yep alright that's it I'm sold I'm, I'm gonna get like this a, another reason it. for me to, buy, to try to buy a Vita the, the reasons keep piling up yeah. Yeah. and it also Ooh. seems as though uh, this is something being done to create some sort of hype for another Silent Hill game maybe Maybe it would be nice. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm not really going to get good one. too excited mm-hmm. anymore unless they assemble like the original Team Silent guys. No, uh, no, Wayne. What, what what was the? Uh, well, but uh, Shattered Memories, which you'll soon sorry, yeah. which you'll soon discover is amazing, was yeah. not by the original. No, team. Oh, okay. Yeah. What what do you think of that other the Vita game that came out that was Silent Hill, the top down one? Oh, the um, how bad was it? Book of Dreams. Yeah, Book of Nightmares. Book yeah. of Me- Lost Book Memories. Of memories? Yeah. Well, the Book of Lost Memories is an item in Silent Hill in the Silent oh, okay. Hill universe. Um, yeah, see, that was not a Silent Hill game. What was that it? game for the Vita? That yeah. was a dungeon crawler that had like you know just the just very lightest head touch of right. Silent Hill to it. Uh, what? But it wasn't really a Silent Hill game. That sounds dumb. Yeah, it was dumb. It I does. Mean, so it was it was an okay, not amazing dungeon crawler. Yeah. But they really should not have slapped Silent Hill on it because it had like really no relation mm. to the original franchise. You know, like, yeah, except for like a few vague references here and some hints. It's like, oh, maybe you'll see Pyramid Head. But you know, other than that, it was a dungeon crawler. But why you? You ran around in randomly generated dungeons. You got loot. You killed monsters. That was the so game. They probably right? just threw Silent Hill characters in the last minute. Yeah. Makes extra and it was like, yeah. what, why? Why is this even a Silent Hill yeah. game? Like, you know, why? Yeah. Did, was that, that Double Helix? I can't even remember who it was that uh, developed that game. Okay. Yeah. It just passed well, just right at, through without yeah, the just more people are going to get to play Shattered Memories. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Shattered Memories is truly unjustly a fantastic ignored game. that game. Yeah, yeah. one day I'll be able to play it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, I'm, if you have a Wii, I saw it. Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's yeah. like, you know, if I've, I've got a Vita. It's coming out yeah. on the Vita, so yes, I am going to get it. I'm surprised you haven't played it yet. It was on PS2. 
Was it? It was. Yeah, yeah it was. Yeah. Wow. But it was late. It was like yeah, the PS3 was deep in its cycle. Yeah. Oh, yeah, is that PS2. what happened? Yeah, so that's when I lost my PS2. That's yeah. when they were just like, let's release these PSP games on PS2 because... Yeah, why not? Mm-hmm. Exactly. For reasons. Yeah. All right. Uh, any other news, Wayne? Or do you want to move over to the films? No, we, we, we can move over. I think we have one more spot for news if we have one more news story, so... No, those were really like the okay. only two big yeah, it's been things. I can't slow. think of anything else. Okay. It's, it's actually been, you know, it's like yeah, kind of slow weeks. So. Okay. Well, unless, okay, there's some businessy news. Okay, okay with like, news. I don't know what this actually signifies, but Sony did announce that we are selling all of our Square Enix stock. Yeah, that was weird. They were, they were just like, nope, that's it, nope, we're, we're not owning anything in there. And they own a large amount of it, and too. And they're, they're getting, like, you know, <clears throat> $4.8 billion worth. They have that much stock? Yeah, they, they were actually, like, a pretty major investor in Square Enix. How were they not controlling just, more of what Square Enix with that much stock? It, so. Wow. Like, that, they, they should have been a major shareholder yeah. at that point. Like, why weren't they able to say, you know, yeah. Sony Square... You should make your stuff so many platforms only. So they, they, they have divested themselves of, or are in the process of divesting themselves of all Square Enix stock. They just don't want to have anything to do with the company anymore, which makes everybody go yeah. like, okay, what's happening? Because That bought, doesn't inspire confidence. Because yeah. they bought that stock new after Spirits Within came out, I believe, when the stock was at an oh, all-time super low. super low, yeah. Yeah, so mm-hmm. they bought lots of stock at that point, and that was one of the things that helped along with the kind of merger of Enix and Squaresoft that made Square Enix survive to this yeah. point now. Mm-hmm. Which is minor inside baseball knowledge right there. Yeah. So, yeah, apparently, though, they did actually own 9.5 million shares. Shares. That's insane. For nearly a decade. That's insane. Yeah. Wow. Why weren't they able to kind of say, hey, you know, Square, you know that exclusivity thing? You should do that. Okay, are... I, my mistake, it was 4.8 billion yen. Okay, okay, okay. So okay. That, that's $47 million. Okay, that's, okay. that's a little right. different. Okay. Yeah, 4.8 billion yen. I was saying they must have owned all of Square at that point. Square's well, not. Well, we got that cleared up. Yeah, yeah. we did. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, that's the thing. But still, that's just like yeah, it, that's not exactly a real vote of confidence no. for what's happening at Square. But then you know, it's like even Square themselves are like they're being all weird now. Like um, yeah. this announcement that they made a little while ago, where they suddenly discovered that when you make games that people like, they yeah. buy them. Yeah. And this was just this completely new yeah. concept of that. <laughs> yeah. like, wow. wow. It's like, so people had been begging for final a Final Fantasy-style game, and we kept not giving it to them. But then when we actually made one that was more like old-style Final Fantasy like they'd been asking for, lots of people bought it. That's Crazy. amazing. Maybe I, I, we should do this thing, giving people yeah. what they want. So I, I, They basically blew my mind right there. Yeah. The fact that that actually that was just thing, the, yeah. like a stunning business yeah. insight on their yeah. part. Well, so, you know, not everyone not everyone has genius ideas like that. So, yeah, yeah. like, you know, hope for all we know, you know maybe Sony was just sitting there going so let me get this straight this whole time you didn't realize that giving people what they wanted would get you money alright that's it sell the stock you know it's like these guys just don't have a clue I guess destiny isn't destiny yeah, yeah. okay shall we move over to uh, what you've been watching sure I think Phil has a movie he wants to I talk do. about I yeah. do I have a movie came out this week called Transcendence yeah I've, I've heard, the posters make it look really cool yeah, it's no, like it's... Johnny Depp with like weird chords coming out of his yeah. head it, the yeah. trailer looks awful yeah the movie's worse than this the trailer isn't this like Johnny oh. Depp is a computer pretty much we'll get into it okay Um, so this is the uh okay yeah let's do the plot shall we okay um okay so um johnny depp plays a like super attractive super uh successful uh ai developer so he plays he plays himself but as an ai developer but as if he was an ai developer okay cool all over the cover of wired and people love him so much and he's at a conference where he's talking about his new uh, AI he's developed that is uh, has self-consciousness uh, and people are like but Johnny doesn't that mean you're playing God and he's like I don't know <laughs> and then he gets shot and but they catch him in time they get to the hospital and everything's going to be okay until it turns out that he was in fact shot with a radioactive bullet because this is a stupid movie <laughs> what and at that point wow. he has radiation in his system yes he was shot by a group of uh technology-fearing terrorists known as neo-Luddites. Who resorted to a radioactive bullet, which takes a fair amount of technical they knowledge. They seem to be communicating exclusively through technology. I'm surprised <laughs> they're so upset about yeah, it. Yeah, I mean, if they're Luddites, then shouldn't they just be, like, you know, wrapping pieces of paper around yeah. rocks? They're, they're not even creative enough to give yeah. themselves a cool name. One would think, yeah. one would think. But anyway, they shoot Johnny Depp with this radioactive okay, bullet. Okay, as, as you do. And then he's slowly going sick, sick during some with some of the worst sick makeup I've ever seen in my entire life. Okay. Um, I, yeah, I saw it screened in IMAX, and in IMAX, you can just actually see the, like, powder on his face that is supposed to make him look gaunt, but just looks like brown powder on his face. <laughs> so anyway, uh, Johnny Depp only has a couple weeks to live from the radioactive bullet. 
and his uh, wife, who's a super scientist, and his best friend, who's a super scientist. Of course they are. Decide that what they're going to do is they're going to take John, they're going to use Johnny Depp's technology to scan his brain into a computer and make his consciousness uh, a form of artificial intelligence. Um, As you, like you do, like you do. So okay. they do that because I guess he'd done it with a monkey or something. Whatever, huh. it doesn't really matter. They weren't really paying attention when they wrote the script anyway. <laughs> so they do it, and then Johnny Depp dies the moment it happens. And of course then, he does. And then it uh, the computer comes back on and starts talking like Johnny Depp, and they're like, "Is this Johnny Depp, or is it just like the AI and it's trying to trick us and thinking it's Johnny Depp?" Oh, I don't know. And then all of a sudden. Uh, the neo-terrorists turn up because even though they shot Johnny Depp and killed him, I guess they showed up just to make sure he was dead because <laughs> they knew when the radioactive bullet would do finish the job. And so they show up, and so uh, Rebecca Hall, who plays Johnny Depp's uh, scientist's wife, uh, puts Johnny Depp's AI brain onto her iPad and was it, it actually an iPad? And then yes, and, oh, and it really well, is an iPad. It fits on actually, an iPad. It, may, it may have been a uh, okay. may have been a, 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 t- a PC tablet. I'm not sure. Oh, okay. Okay. I wasn't really paying. How about like a Nexus Seven or something? I, like you know what? Probably Johnny Depp. <laughs> like yeah, Johnny Depp lives on Google now. Why not? So should you. Why not? So, so anyway, yeah, he's on a tablet, and then uh, Paul Bettany, who was his super scientist friend, who also made it happen, uh, he gets ki- kidnapped by the neo luddites because he. Although is a scientist deeply into AI and obviously friends with Johnny Depp was always one of the person who was like we have to be careful about technology it could destroy our lives so they take him and they brainwash him and make him part of their own. What? Meanwhile, what? Uh, Johnny Depp and Johnny virtual Johnny Depp rather and Rebecca Hall uh, Johnny Depp in twenty four hours makes thirty four million dollars through the stock market because she plugs the ad into the internet and it becomes like, that's how the stock market works. super like genius and knows how to that, do everything. That's, that's not so how they get them, that's and not how you, just, hey, okay. come on. And then they go to a uh, they they buy about a plot of land in the desert and start building this gigantic underground scientific laboratory. At which move at which point the movie jumps ahead two years when he's built this big laboratory and he's Johnny Depp's uh, sentient uh, AI super te- techno god thing, <laughs> whatever you want to call it, is now uh, developing artificial water and developing artificial limbs. He starts bringing people. From the small community that it lives in, and he cures their uh, ailments, blindness. Uh, is he as? Oh, it's just as a computer that talks to a like a, like he's a terminal, like or a, he's basically he's Skynet, basically. Okay. Oh, yeah. um, and, sure. Why not? Uh, but just with Johnny Depp's face, whenever they need him to talk, yeah. which and, is much better. Yeah, I mean, oh, like, you know, a million if, times yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. I, I'd be willing to be conquered oh. by Skynet if yeah. I knew oh, what it was yeah, Johnny yeah, Depp. Yeah, so totally. That's fine. Yeah. So Johnny Depp, uh, yeah. So he's like building artificial water. Um, yeah, it starts healing people in town. However, Rebecca House starts noticing the people he heals. Yeah, yeah. Um, actually, they're being healed by this nanotechnology that is, in fact, still controlled by Johnny Depp, and he's actually building an army of automatons. But she's not that worried about because she loves him so much. And then um, Paul Bettany and the... Uh, he Paul Bettany hooks up with uh, Morgan Freeman, who plays Morgan Freeman. and um, As usual. Yeah. And, uh, what Cillian, else is going to play? Cillian Murphy, who plays a detective. And they get together along with the Neolite terrorists, and they decide they're going to try to destroy uh, Johnny Depp before he takes over the world. So, um, so, so the terrorists become the good guys. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Um, so yeah, it's a very stupid movie. Like I said, <laughs> um, doesn't make a lot of sense. Uh, any of the interesting Just, ideas that are in it, and there are a couple um, to do with you know the what's the, this, what is it transcendence? Called? Sorry, transcendence. No, not transcendence. <laughs> um, no, what's the word for the upload? The singularity. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. it's basically a fear of the singularity movie, um, and also Skynet, um, just updated to a digital age where. This, kid, this thing could get on the internet, control the world, oh, okay. blah, blah, blah. So, can you give us spoilers, and does it, does it end well? No, the neo-terrorists uh, destroy all the electricity on the planet. That's by up- dumb! By, uplo- by doing the classic thing they do in one of these movies. Upload a virus? Monica, they upload a virus, yeah. That's not possible. Classic That's not how viruses work. So Luddites use technology... Well, they see they brainwashed Paul Bettany and made him part of their crew, and Paul Bettany wrote the source code. So where, to Johnny Depp's where AI. did they get the technology to brainwash Paul Bettany? Because again, that's pretty. Oh, no technology! They just locked him in a cage and was oh. like, "The world's gonna end." And actually, <laughs> he was like, okay. <laughs> "I guess the world's um, gonna end." So, because um, that's how brain psychology and also, works. And also, he's right. Uh, Johnny Depp is an evil uh, Skynet-y type creature. Was he actually so Johnny Depp? Was it just the AI, or was it actually Johnny Depp? Mm, or maybe it was mixed both. Unclear. Okay. Unclear. Sure. Why not? Um, so yeah, um, the biggest problem with it is that it just takes itself so horrendously seriously. Like if this were just a silly action movie, yeah. and had like an Arnold Schwarzenegger type at the center of it, 
as oh, if it was Arnold Schwarzenegger, I, I, how great would that be? Yeah. But, um, yeah, actually, yeah, I pay money. To but yeah, that, if yeah. it were if it were a little, it took itself less serious. It was a little sillier than maybe yeah. if you kind of get away with it being this stupid because it's so somber and serious. And once you take it so seriously at all time times, then everything that's stupid about it becomes like as soon as the radioactive bullet happens, you're gone. You can't mm-hmm. take it seriously yeah. anymore. Um, it's directed by I'm going to pronounce it Wally Fister because his name is spelled P F I S T E R. That's not Fister sure how to do yeah. that. Yeah, he is uh, Christopher Nolan's cinematographer. Okay, oh, sure. Right. Um, he uh, Christopher Nolan also produced this. I'm assuming because it was written so clearly written in the style of a Christopher Nolan movie that he just wanted to get some residuals out of it. So he put well, if it, it looks like a Christopher Nolan movie, it looks nice sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I give Wally Fister credit because he started shooting yeah, as a cinematographer in softcore pornography. And he's now made a blockbuster where he directed the biggest movie star in the world. So good for him. That's yeah. a big trend for tra- tra- trajectory. Unfortunately, I feel this would probably be the only movie he directs because he's incompetent at working with <laughs> actors or telling a story, which are the primary skills of a director. Um, he's, he's great with visuals. I won't pretend he's not. Um, and also, like when we get to the point where there's the underground uh, Johnny Depp laboratory and he starts creating this army of automatons there are some creepy moments for sure like he's not without skill it's just this is a stupid movie and treating it seriously is not going to help it's a great cast presumably you'd think they'd help yeah. he clearly just told them all uh, his only directions were uh, please uh, no emotion <laughs> if you could do me a favor and take this super seriously that'd be great act like the robots that you might or may not be. yeah and that's the other weird thing about it is that it's a movie about the importance of over the importance of humanity overriding technology but it's the most like cold and technically constructed movie without an inch of human emotion or activity within it that it just even like by design kind of goes against its own thesis Okay. So, yeah, that sounds um, like a flawed uh, overall match. Oh yeah, no, it's garbage. Okay, uh, so this isn't even so bad as good. It's not even. No, bad. I All wish. Right. I wish. That's why I wish. Like if they hadn't taken it so seriously, you could have gotten away with that. It could have been kind of a goofy. Could have had some goofy fun with this, but they they're trying to make something profound. It's not. I might still watch it out of morbid the curiosity are, someday. Yeah, uh, yeah, I'm sure. Why not? But don't don't say I didn't warn you. No, um, you warned. The me. ideas are dated. It's. It never, like, turns into something that... Like, it's advertised as being this big, like, action thriller movie. It doesn't really actually become suspenseful or thrilling until, like, two-thirds of the way through. And even then, it kind of drops the ball at a certain point. So it's not even really that. It's trying to be a thoughtful science fiction think piece. And when you try to do that, you better actually be smart. And it's not. So it's stupid. It ain't no Ender's game, that's for sure. It's horrible. It's, um, yeah, so yeah, don't, I'm very disappointed. I was kind of hoping, um, Wally Pister was, because I've seen him interviewed and stuff, and he seems like an intelligent guy, and he's obviously done some incredible visual work with Chris Nolan. And porn. And porn as well. Love that stuff. But, um, it's, uh, yeah, this is just very, very flawed, and. Not yeah, worth probably. seeing them. Yeah, so no, I imagine, but I imagine it'll be um, on DVD and stuff by the end of the summer because I don't think it's going to make any money. So mm. uh, movies are coming out on DVD really quick now. Yeah, they come out really fast now. Like, well, it's it's crazy. They're trying to beat the bootlegs. Yeah, and they're doing it. So, so, I mean, like the- just finished. Yep. And so, and it's like sitting in front of us right now. Yep. Time to go buy it. Yeah, okay. So uh, anyway, yep, that was garbage. Um, yeah, don't see that. Okay. It's not, it's not even a new concept. No. No, that's the thing. No, it's, uploading is pretty common in oh, yeah. science fiction and the singularity and everything well I mean it's kind of which was 20 years yeah. ago yeah except they forgot all the like fun characters and action scenes yeah. that made the Terminator memorable also um, Skynet was just this menacing thing that just was ever present yeah which is what they want Johnny Depp why don't they want to make the scene that Johnny Depp's artificial intelligence is turning into but he's not but not really. Uh, it's not, not the like classic God. that the uh, Lawnmower Man was. No, oh, it got no, weird. No. That movie was weird. But again, with Lawnmower Man, because they didn't treat it seriously, it was fun. And you get away with being stupid. And in fact, you get credit for trying to insert ideas into something stupid. Yeah. If John, if John Marman had been like, you know, a bunch of guys in rooms and suits talking very seriously. <laughs> but anyway. Yeah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. So yeah, I can also talk about the Trailer Park Boys movie. Uh, let's save that to next week. Yeah. Right. yeah. Okay. Have you been, any of us been playing anything that we can talk about? I played Lego The Hobbit. No, that's not that. Yeah, yeah, it was fun. Yeah. Um, I mean, how does it compare to Lego Marvel Superheroes? It's not as good as Lego Marvel. Superheroes. Oh man! And okay. that's the only and that's the only problem with it is that Lego Marvel Superheroes is such a like perfect 
uh, representation of what the Lego form is that mm-hmm. all games mm-hmm. must pale in comparison to it. However, since I've played Lego the movie, the game, in between Lego Marvel Superheroes and this. Lego the movie, the game. So I recognize how good Lego the Hobbit is in, con- in, in comparison. Um, so yeah, basically... Same thing. We all know what a Lego game is at this point. Right. Um, yeah. The cutscenes are pretty much straight out of the Peter Jackson Hobbit movies. They use dialogue, um, and, but then obviously have silly Lego jokes around that. They actually got Christopher Lee to narrate, um, huh. which I thought was really cool. wow. Yeah, isn't he like ninety-seven? He's, he's super old. old. Yeah, they, he's super old. They must have gone to England to do that. Oh, yeah, he I'm doesn't sure. travel. No, anymore. definitely not. I'm sure they no, just got he's him. Really old. Sure they and just not in the best of shoved him in a yeah, yeah. recording booth and got that. I will so, tell that to David Attenborough. That dude is still traveling all over the world yeah. doing his thing, even mm-hmm. though he shouldn't be, but totally. he does. So still going. That was yeah. that was really cool. Um, what the most impressive thing about it by far is the scale. Um, like basically, the open world map is just uh, Middle Earth, um, at least as much of the Middle Earth as has been explored in this game, and the mountains, the lighting, everything looks extraordinary. You're talking about the PS4 version now, aren't yes, you? Yes, I am. Okay, that's oh. the only version I played. Okay, so I can't talk about what the other ones were like. All right, I do recall from when I played uh, Lego Lord of the Rings that they attempted to do that as well. For for the game, for when it came out a couple of years ago, it was great. This one, the scale is even more impressive. Mm. It's a shame that it's with The Hobbit instead of Lord of the Rings, since Lord of the Rings has a larger scale story. Yeah. That mm-hmm. you could take advantage of that more, but still, um, like when there are flashbacks to major war battle scenes, um, you can see like hundreds of people fighting in the background. Oh, okay, that's cool. Um, which mm. is great. Uh, yeah, and um, it, yeah, it's a great deal of fun. Uh, the only problem with it uh, primarily is, well, I mean, A, like I said, it's no, like a Marvel superheroes, the characters are more limited in what they can do, da 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 da. But um, is that uh, because it's coming out uh, now as opposed to at Christmas, it's only the, the story mode only does the first two Hobbit movies. Mm-hmm. Um, so you're leaving out all the climactic stuff. Well, right. they can't they can't <laughs> put it in now because they don't have the dialogue yet. I agree. So why not wait? But yeah. I guess apparently the plan is it's going to come out as DLC and then presumably at the same time you can also get one disc that has the whole thing on it mm-hmm. um, just in time for Christmas. So that's kind of a disappointment because um, as the most impressive thing about it is just the scale and what they can do and you're losing the final battle scene and the final dragon attack yeah. and all the stuff that we just really take advantage really of that. really wants. Right? Yeah. yeah. So. so that's a bit disappointing. Um, and also uh, it is, even though it's a game... It's essentially like a seven-hour story uh, to go through the first two movies. Maybe a little less if you don't get stuck on stuff like an idiot like I do. But um, the real problem is that uh, even though there are a lot of great sets pieces and some wonderful levels in it, like the Lego, the Lego, the, the uh, barrel bobbing chase from the second half of the movie is great, and the, the final mm. thing with Smog is, is a lot of fun. But uh, the, in the first movie, they're really struggling to try and make it, make like, it interesting. You actually, do, <laughs> you actually do the dinner as a level. What? Um, yeah, wow. I know. But it, it feels like a joke that you're doing it. Okay. I think they're making fun of that. And also, it's essentially a tutorial level where you get introduced to all the dwarves and learn what their powers are by destroying okay. Bilbo's house. So you play as every dwarf? Um, yeah, basically. I mean, like it's a Lego game. You can play as every character. But I don't even remember what the dwarves' what names were. Me neither, but okay. it's irrelevant. Right. I mean, yeah. just the one has a beard and you use them. <laughs> yeah. um, and, and also, they, do, they have a great mechanic that I hadn't seen them do before where... Um, when you're entering a section that requires a specific character for a puzzle, when you uh, press triangle to change character, it automatically goes to the character. Oh, you that's to, nice, to that actually. Puzzle. That's cool. I hadn't thought of super that, Super nice. Yeah, that's super that's nice. Really Particularly because all the dwarves look very similar. Yeah. I think that's probably why they did it. It's not like, you know, you have Spider-Man and the Hulk, and ooh, what's the, who's Spider-Man, who's Hulk? You know what I mean? Like yeah. you can. So that really helps with confusion. Um, and, yeah, I mean, look, it's a Lego game. We know what they are at this point. It doesn't break the mold. It doesn't really blow blow it away but it is a lot of fun and as I said the scale is extraordinary I might mess around with it then and yeah it's no I had a lot of fun with it I totally um, if you like Lego games I definitely recommend it um, it's amazing that they've become as technically adept as they are yeah. how simple they are at mm-hmm. the same time and um, it was so much fun that I, I hope they I would love to see them like remake Lego Star Wars and yeah, actually yeah. take time to create the world so they're more visually well, rich. We'll get that with the new movies. And also, yeah, <laughs> so, oh, no, of course, yeah. but I like the original movies yeah. and then redo all, because the sort of the weakest part of Lego Star Wars was the I would like, like to Starship see them battles Lego and everything. Star Trek. Which you can now do. Yeah, that's true. They yeah. could definitely Lego do that. Lego Star Trek could also work. Definitely. Why they haven't done any of that? Yeah. yeah. I know. It's like, now, now that we're actually talking about it, it's like they've never done Lego Star Trek. Why not? Yeah, yeah, there are very few things they haven't done, so I'm, I'm sure someone's had a meeting. Yeah. At least, because it's time. They got, well, one, it depends on who they can work with, because Marvel... No, not Marvel. Uh, Warner Brothers owns Tell Traveler's Tales. Yes. 
and I don't know who owned Paramount. Paramount owned. is the one that owns the Star Trek. But they're cutting deals. So, like uh, yeah. like Warner Brothers has nothing to do with Marvel. And That's true. Perform, yeah. and they were able. To they're do actually that. enemies, kind of. Yeah, totally. The DC. So yeah. I think because it's because it's it's Traveler's Tales, yeah. um, and it's just they're being published by Warner Brothers. Yeah. I think that helps, and I think yeah. everyone wants a little bit of that Lego cash because then toys can come out. Obviously, profits are split. And I believe Traveler's Tales is owned by Warner Brothers, though. Yeah, no, they are. Yeah. Oh, yeah, but I'm, but I mean, like, it's not like you're being approached by. Yeah, it's fair. Okay, right. there's a middleman. And I get you. Yeah. There's a lot of merchandise side deals, and I also imagine at this point, it's a great way to sort of sell all these franchises yeah, yeah. to new kids because um, they'll get into it because of Lego and then discover, oh, I like this Hobbit thing. I just well. realized that there are Lego Marvel play sets, and there are leg and there are Lego Batman play sets. Yeah. That's weird. Yeah, the only one, and they had they had Star Wars when it was a Fox property. Yeah, they, super they weird. I never even thought about that. But you could have like you could have Lego Batman fight Le- uh, Lego Spider Man. Ooh, I never thought of that. Yeah. Ooh, that's the next one. That's yeah. what I got to do. Yeah. Lego DC versus Marvel. Yeah, let's get on that. That would yeah. actually be fun. Yeah, cool. yeah, yeah. That's about time. So anyway, yeah, no, really enjoyed it. Um, it's a bummer that it's not the whole trilogy, but um, I'll definitely. Um, my, my review should be up tomorrow, and I'll definitely uh, take a look at the third part expansion because I'm into following it to the completion because okay. I really enjoyed what I did so far. Cool. So, uh, yep, not the best LEGO game. That's still LEGO Marvel, but um, still cool. nice to see that the uh, time and effort went into okay, this. So, so better than the LEGO movie game anyway. Big time. Okay. Big time. They actually clearly put the time and effort to do this properly. All right. And that makes all the difference in the world. Okay. Fair enough. Yep. Wayne, playing anything? Yeah, um, I, I have to give a shout out to like Strike Suit Zero because oh, yeah. I, I need everybody to play this game. Okay, I I don't mean everybody, but if you're like me and you've been sitting there just you know wishing that somebody would make a new Colony Wars or <laughs> X Wing or a Rogue Squadron game where you just jump in the cockpit of a ship and then just you know run around shooting at stuff, um, they just don't make these games anymore. But that's what Strike Suit Zero is, and uh, it was originally a Kickstarter game on the PC. But now there's an Xbox One and a PS4 version, which has been, like, tweaked and rebalanced, and it's a lot of fun, and it's just extremely gratifying to be able to fly around in the spaceship that then turns into a giant robot and destroys all the other spaceships around you. So, you know, the, the anime fan in me was just, like, you know, giggling like a little girl over that. But That's good, good foundation. Yeah. But it's, it's a good game for, you know, it's like, yeah, for, for guys that enjoy Colony Wars, it's like, am I the only one here that ever liked those kinds of games? I liked it, too. Yeah. yeah. I played all what, the Rogue Squadron games. What, like, you mentioned X-Wing and TIE Fighter? Yeah, X-Wing, TIE Fighter, Wing fan. Commander. Oh, yeah. yeah. oh, Wing Commander, those, those kind of games yeah, where you yeah. hop in a ship and you shoot at other ships yeah, yeah. and they just don't make those games anymore. Okay, so it's like point of view, it's not top down. Yeah, that's right, yeah. Okay. It's, yeah, 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 yeah. it's your, you can switch back and forth between, like, you know, third person behind the ship yeah. or just be in the cockpit and... Yeah, you know, no, take, I do you know, love those. All those of are that. great, like, yeah. And that is on the, um, yeah, the, the Xbox One and the PS4 now. Mm. And it's it's a good game. It's is like, it a I, download title? Yes, it is. is it? It's it's okay. downloadable only. Yeah. What's so, it called again? Strike Suit Zero Strike Director's Suit Cut. Zero director's yeah. Cut. Ooh, that's complex. Yeah. So, yeah. So when you say Director's Cut, does that mean an initial one came out on previous systems yes, and this has been it, pretty fied up for the new system? It was. It originally came out uh, on PC. It was a Kickstarter game, gotcha. and then it came out, and there were actually quite a few things about it that were broken. Um, you know, mm. people were like, you know, there aren't enough checkpoints. It's way too difficult. The strike suit, you know, as in when your ship transforms into a giant mm-hmm. robot and starts, you know, killing things, was actually about as tough as like a piece of paper. Gotcha. So everybody was like, why did you even give us this giant robot that just gets shredded the second that I transform into this thing? So, you know, most of the strategies for the original game centered around do not transform <laughs> into a giant robot if you want to, you know, if you want to survive this level because they will kill you. So bummer because why would you play the yeah. Starship giant robot game? Yeah. Why even have a giant robot? Exactly. Yeah. So so now they've changed it so that the giant robot is actually like you know quite powerful and fun to use and you want to keep using it. But they've got this energy meter kind of like Ultraman where yeah. you know, when the energy runs out, you go back to being just a space fighter again. That makes and sense. You've got to kill more things to build that meter That's up again. That's fine. Yeah, cool. to transform into it. Sounds yeah. like fun. Yeah. So it's like you know I I, I liked it. I mean. Um, the, I don't know whether this means anything to you guys, but the soundtrack was actually composed by the same guy who did Homeworld, which completely cool. blew I'm cool me with away. That. I'm, right on. I'm good with that. The Homeworld soundtrack was amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, the guys who actually made this game, they've cited everything from like Babylon 5 to Battlestar Galactica to Robotech as like you know influences nice. for this game. So, and you can see it because you know it's like when this thing launches missiles. You get like you know just an insane trail of missiles just flying yeah, yeah. around all over the place, and then you get all of these circular explosions, and it pretty Across much massacre. Yeah, it pretty much looks like Macross. Yeah, that's kind of awesome. Of I'm happy like, with yeah. that. Yeah, 
So yes, it, it is a good game. It's like I was hoping that it would not suck, and then it you know really it really yeah it did it did not suck. It's That's also awesome. not easy. Oh yeah, so that's fine. So if you're if you're looking for a challenge, yes, the challenge is there. They they don't hold your hand about it. And, cool. You know, it's like eventually, you know, you start out with just we're going to take on like an enemy squadron, and then all of a sudden it turns into like oh no wait, it's like a Corvette capital ship just jumped in. Oh no wait, it's like a cruiser just jumped in. It's like oh my god, now there's a carrier. So the dynamics of your objectives are changing as the mission goes on and it's pretty easy to get overwhelmed mm-hmm. or to just think to yourself oh my god i'm fighting the carrier now this That's is so awesome kind of cool so yeah. sounds like it uh, really does make you actually feel badass which is it does make you feel badass yeah and no. the, it, the performance is rock solid 1080p 60 frames per second that's pretty much what you expect from a ps4 game that is nice. that's what you get yeah. so yeah it's um I, I would definitely recommend it to anybody that's jonesing for some spaceship combat. Well, I'm always jonesing. It's either this or Star Citizen, whenever that comes that's out. That's never coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Whenever that comes out, it's like, these are really your only two options right yeah. now. I'm really hoping they do that right on that whatever that new Star Wars game the Uncharted lady is working on. Yeah. Because Star Wars really, that's at the tone of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. X-Wing, yeah. X-Wing and uh, TIE Fighters. Yeah, yeah. yeah. True. Rogue Squadron. I mean, it's like, yeah, I love Rogue Squadron and X-Wing and TIE mm-hmm. Fighter and all those other games, and I'm just like, this is the thing that confuses me about the market is that first person shooters are all the rage mm. and yet when you play one of these starfighter simulation games you're in the cockpit it's mm. first person mm-hmm. so why is it that it didn't take off because it's like hey you're not just running around in the corridor you can actually go up and down now and stuff like that as yeah. well yeah. Know, it's like you can chase people in circles it's just hard for any game to catch on yeah. let's face yeah. it so but uh, it sounds great. So yeah, no, I would cool. I, I would recommend Strike Suit Zero to like you know Starfighter fans. If you if you are remotely interested in being in a spaceship and blowing up other spaceships, this is a safe buy. Just yeah. go out, buy it immediately, enjoy it. I don't understand why Nintendo still hasn't done a new Star Fox. Yeah, I know that's that's another the, one of those easy like, way yeah. for them to well, tap yeah. The last few Star Foxes were not well received. They weren't. No, it was Star Fox. Yeah, Star Fox Adventures at one point. But Star Fox Adventures, Star Fox Assault were the last. But were they the were like GameCube though. Weren't they? No, those even that? 3DS or DS? DS, I think. DS. Yeah. 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 Adventures, I believe, was uh, one of the DS handhelds. Yeah, right. and then, they had, then they had a re-release of Star Fox 64. Yeah, it was, which was fun, yeah. but it was, you know, it was just yeah. Star Fox 64, yeah. so yeah. what are you going to do? Aside from, like, they'd have to do a, another reboot of the uh, sort of initial Star Fox formula because all of the sort of sequel stuff was really just strange, in my opinion. It just, yeah. Yeah, well, it's been so long, they wouldn't have to acknowledge that. Mm. Yeah. Well... Wait, Star Fox Adventures is the one that's the actual him on foot running yeah, around. Yeah, right. it's really well, dumb. The one where it wasn't actually a star, supposed to be a Star Fox game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. basically. Yeah. No, there was another one uh, that was on uh, handheld that was this weird multi-path, multi-story thing. I don't know. It had a really bad. I had a really bad cutscene art in my in my opinion. Just did not look good, and uh, I don't think that one was well received at all. Right. But uh, no. All right. So. Uh, what have I been playing? Yeah, what have yeah. you been playing? Well, uh, I would like to actually talk about what I've been playing, which is the new update content for Warframe. Okay. And I know I talk about Warframe a lot. I yeah. have talked about it a lot before, but the new update for it has a bunch of new stuff. It has actual end game demi PvP kind of thing where you where clans of people build their own towers and they're basically their own levels and get oh, okay. revenue off of it. And people build their own towers and then try to take over the other person's tower, break it down. In uh, PV, completely PV missions, but it creates NPC versions of other people of that clan. Oh, this is weird. weird. Okay, yeah. like, like you don't fight other players, but you fight basically what they call specters of the mm-hmm. players, which are just NPCs that look like that type of Warframe of whoever's playing. I think at the time. Weird. And you've also got the new melee system, which is you can now equip your melee weapon. You get com- you can get uh, combo mods, which let you do like button sequence combos. You get like one or two combos per weapon. A little more involved. Uh, they've changed sort of how the melee system works to make it kind of like, kind of like more viable as a primary thing as opposed to say just always using a rifle or whatnot, right? And um, I'm not sure how I feel about it. My experience with the actual, with the actual like dark sector section with the build, the tower building and whatnot is that you only get like 24 hours between when somebody invades you and whatnot. So you spend all your time just defending your tower, trying to keep them from uh, breaking it down so much is that when the time runs out or when they break it down to 0%, you lose that tower. If, uh, and if when the time runs out, if, they, if you have less health than they do, you lose that tower. Okay. And so, and there's also the thing is you can set taxes for players who uh, do stuff. You, you can pay people to do missions. 
which from my understanding of it, I'm not a, I'm not a leader, so I don't set any of that stuff, but from my understanding of it is that it doesn't work all that well right now. Like, the actual battle pay thing is... It's, it's newly implemented, so I guess there are still kinks that they have to work yeah. out over time. And it doesn't help. It doesn't. it does help there's some server issues now. There was, a, I think, a, a DDoS that happened. Ah, okay. Because there's been a lot of server issues, <laughs> and from what I understand, yeah, some somebody decided to do the whole digital denial of surface thing and um don't know why nobody's really said why um could be for any number of reasons they just won that whole mmo uh, free to play free to play awards thing by mmo bomb mm. it's a whole tournament thing where it's like which free to play game is the most popular and mm. warframe won. we all got stuff for afterwards for it it was uh, kind of an interesting little like just popularity poll a lot of drama involved in it. People were accusing people of cheating because they used Easy Poll, and you know it doesn't have prior verification. But anyway, um, no, I don't know how I feel about it right now. It just feels like you're doing a lot of work to protect an area, and it's not actually giving you much reward. Like you're not actually getting all that much from it. So when you're doing, so you're putting all this work and all this this money and other stuff into building these towers, and you're not really getting enough time to use it. And you're spending all that money on trying to entice other people to help you that and pretend this tower. doesn't sound remotely fun. I mean, it sounds like work. That doesn't sound like fun. That no. sounds like actual work. No, that's so. the pro- that's the mm-hmm. problem I've heard a lot of people say. And that's the issue is that I don't really feel a lot of incentive to defend my own towers mm-hmm. right now. But uh, And I'm enjoying the melee system. I think it's more involved. It looks cool. Like uh, having a scythe with a combo system and just spinning across the map mm. in this big, like, spinny, like, windmill combo and just chopping guys up is hilarious. It's great. But uh, I don't know. It had a, it was built up. It was delayed a lot. People were expect, are expecting a lot from it. And I think Dark Sectors are going to need a bit of a rework if they're going to actually be uh, fun, viable for endgame and not feel like actual work. Like, feel like something where you get a reward for building and defending these towers and you actually get something out of it as a player. Makes sense. Okay, well, that's... So, cool. once again, Dark Sector fails. It does, yeah. Mm. Just, just like it did in the past. There's just no luck with Dark Sector. They just Sector. have to give up on that title. Just yeah. Anything yeah. with that title is going to fail. Dark Sector seems to be cursed, yeah. Well, Warframe is basically just Dark Sector with a different name. Mm. Yeah, basically. Yeah, that's basically what they originally wanted to do with Dark Sector, effectively. Well, shall we wrap up there? Yeah, I think that's pretty good. Wayne? Yep. What, I don't know. Really, none already, of us know the social I, stuff. I, I already talked about what I played. So, yeah. You, know, like you still haven't talked about what you played. I haven't so. played anything. I, I, the only things I've played... Everyone with their phones today. The only thing I've played is things I can't talk about till next week. So. Oh, okay. So, yeah, well, we'll have to go right I there. I talked a lot. I feel good about my day. Yeah, yeah, yeah you actually, well. you, you contributed the lion's share. As you me. watch baseball. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Thank you. Uh, okay, we'll wrap up there. Thank you for listening. You can download our podcast on our website at cgmagonline.com. You can download it on SoundCloud at soundcloud.com forward slash cgmag. I think it's CG Magazine. I don't know. I should check into that. Mm. Anyways, <laughs> you can follow me on Twitter at bfry 26 You can follow the site on Twitter at CGM+. Plus. You can follow Wayne on Twitter at at the real uh, at real Wayne Santos. You can oh, follow Alex right. Leach on Twitter on at what at Alexander B Leach. Alexander B Leach, and you can follow L E A C H by the way. L E A C H, and you can follow Phil on Twitter at at that Phil Brown. At that Phil Brown. Thank you for listening. Uh, until next week. Bye.